Welcome everybody to your favorite Wednesday night podcast, the PCPS, the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society. I am your wonderful and lovely host, Sooth, and tonight I have my co-host Tina with me. Say hello. Hi. Hi, babes. And tonight is a wonderful, special episode. We're bringing you an author who has created a wonderful book series based on Bigfoot, and his name is Tony Dean Yetter. Thank you for being with us, Mr. Yetter. Give me one second. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I love it that you invited me on. I am so happy that we found you and your books are incredible. Well, thank you. You know, I, I, I wrote them to be eye openers. Mm, they really are. They really are. The way, I love them a lot. Yes. The way that you constructed the mm-hmm. the world that he lives in and the boy, and I don't want to give away too much of the story, right. but it's incredible. And the way that the Bigfoots communicate with each other is I, I instantly fell in love with that little pod, that little family. And the way that they look at nature completely different from others. Yes. How did you come up with the way that they communicate with each other? Well, I I listened to several alleged um, recordings, mm. and and they had everything, several things in in common. They had uh, clicks, they had chortles, they had uh, um, woo, this kind yes. of noise. Then they had whistles, and then I thought, you know, that their language could be with the right expression and the right hand gestures could be, could be made from that, those sounds. And whether or not they have the, the voice, the voice box for, I play them off as they don't have the voice box to speak English very well. Okay. Um, that uh, they would have to go to a different style to um, communicate and I wrote them as the, they're in the now, right now. Right. Um, and so it seemed to go with the language that it's all encompassing. I really enjoyed it. And the way that the marked differences between um, the personalities of, I'm going to call them Daddy Bigfoot, Daddy Bigfoot and Mama Bigfoot. It's so clear cut mm-hmm. how one is more nurturing and one slowly come, becomes less aggressive towards the boy that they rescued. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about his book, The Apeling, by the way, which you can get on Kindle on Amazon. And I highly recommend you download it because it's immaculate. But the, the differences between the two and the camaraderie with the, the child and the youngest Bigfoot son was touching i it was almost mind-boggling to me the way that you made them appear human and with their own distinct personalities and also separate i loved how the mother was so quick to nurture and care for the boy i I love that it's just you know i don't want to spoil too too much but um obviously there was differences and she didn't care. She's just like, this is a child. I got to love them. That's it. Did you, um, in your research, 
for the Bigfoot. What drew you to Bigfoot in yeah. the first place? You know, I just, uh, I live in Washington State. Mm-hmm. So here we have Sasquatch's neighbors, you know. And uh, my daughter found a 21 and a half inch print right up outside her house. Oh, Ooh. wow. You know, uh, in an area where he should have been visible, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was just a beautiful print. The toes, the, the mid-tarsal break, the everything. It was just a beautiful print. And uh, so for me, there's been enough evidence put on the table so that I'm a believer without having to mm-hmm. see more. Same. And I, I think, I think skeptics do a big disservice in all this. Yes, they are slowing down what could be the most important species for us to find. And yeah, yeah. and they're just they're trying just as hard to cover it up as we're trying to bring it out. Agreed. Mr. I, find that, I find that here in Washington, when we have a sighting, the uh, the newscasters, there's a, there's a Twitter that runs around the studio mm-hmm. when they have to come up with the Sasquatch story, you know, and it's like, well, it's like tongue in cheek, here we go. Yeah. And that it shouldn't be that way. I agree with you. Mr. Yetter, when um, preparing for this podcast, um, I thought it would be good to have some questions from people who want to be upcoming writers, authors like you. Um, So I have a few questions, if you don't mind me asking you. Um, Someone wanted to know, what do you do to get yourself out of writer's block? Well, I haven't been there yet. I love that for you. I love that for you. <laughs> no, I, I woke up. I woke up from a dream seven and a half years ago, mm. November 29th, two thousand fifteen, and started writing, and I haven't stopped. That is incredible. And That's I, amazing. I, I'm right up to 30, 30 books. Oh 30 my god! Five, five different, uh, five different uh, serials series and uh, quite a few standalones and just keep keep going um i find myself having to go spend more time with the books now than i'm publishing mm-hmm. um, i used to be i could write them and put them down and miss the characters horribly for a month no oh. and then write something else and uh but i find myself going back through it like right now number four the halfling is is almost edited. It's going oh. back to my editor. Fantastic. My, my editor is uh, is Jennifer Bone. Okay. Um, she's she's the wife of. <gasps> oh. She's. Oh, it, it looks like dinner time. Oh. Hey, in. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway. She's the wife of David Hatcher Childers. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so it immediately got me. Thank you. Yeah. It immediately got me uh, in the right circle, so to speak. Okay. And uh, she gave me a lot of good insight on the book and uh, said it made her cry. 
Oh. And that made me feel pretty darn good. So, yeah, that's a huge compliment. So I, I don't know about, I haven't had writer's block. Um, okay. Um, I think the first line of a story is, the first paragraph is really important. Mm. And, and you can shoot off in all sorts of different uh, air places from that line, from that first paragraph. Right. You can go anywhere from underground to outer space in the length of a paragraph. Absolutely. And uh, that can really help with writer's block is getting the right paragraph in front of you. Okay. So having a good beginning. Good. Yes. Have like you that. always wanted to be a writer? No, actually, I was, I was the last thing on my mind. I... Uh, had a hemorrhagic stroke at age 46 and was paralyzed mm -hmm. and uh, oh my God. Uh, was challenged with that at an early age. And uh, just all of a sudden, it just when I woke up from this dream and I really remember the dream and I wrote a, a six book series out of it. And, uh, I love that. I love that. I really do. Um, it just uh, it just keeps coming. I, that's incredible. It's just a, a well of of imagination. Right. Can we expect any other books on any other cryptids like the Bigfoot? Like, can we expect you to write any books on anyone else? Well, there is there is uh, three more books in the series. Okay. Uh, the Halfling, the Earthling, and the Circling. Okay. And those are in process right now. The next series is Pirates of an Inland Sea. Okay. And it takes place in roughly two, thousand, two million years in the future. Mm. Wow. Where ships are, uh, from the 1790s, are taken in um, the Devil's Triangle through uh, uh, hurricanes to mm. a land, this inland sea, two million years in the future. And their mm -hmm. survival depends on what they do. And in there, there's a, the indigenous cre creature that are evolved from man, the Illuminatum, are Bigfoot-like. Um, so I have used that. I've also got another uh, book called uh, um, Nantunic. Okay. Book Port Lock of Alaska. Okay. It's about, that's about a, a, a town in Alaska that was abandoned. You can look this up on, on Google. It was abandoned because of Sasquatch attacks in the, in the 90s. Oh, really? 40s. Yeah, the whole town walked off. They just oh. left. And they, they, they left poor, they left the poor postman there. Oh, back. no. And so he had this monster in the forest and he's there all by himself for a year and a half so i wrote the story from his point of view oh i'm gonna have to read that one too he's just oh. expanding my personal library i'm just most yes. of my library is gonna be filled up with just nothing but books from him oh it's great just, it absolutely is this i'm is gonna have like to get a right bigger shelf now <laughs> It, yeah, I'm going to have to get a whole nother bookcase. To a whole nother. Study, is it? No, you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to get a bed that has like a bookshelf underneath it as its box spring. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to have to get that. I'm going to have to get that. That way I don't have to move. I could just go, okay, I'm just going to get this one. Yep. There you go. A little reading nook. <laughs> yeah, there the you bed. go. Mm -hmm. 
I'm definitely gonna have to get you know, that. I mean, they take to rereading very well. I, from people that told me that they learn a lot each time. I yes. do. When I I reread them, I've read the eighth thing thirty five times more or less in ed, editing processes, and yeah. it's never really gotten old to me. I understand things a lot better. Um, the, the uses of, uh, of, I don't want to say religion, but the use of spirituality mm-hmm. in there was bar- barely touched on yeah. with the stars and the things like this, but um, the feelings they have in the forest alone, but um, which is a spiritual awakening. Yeah. You can learn something new when you read a book over and over again. Like I have this old book from Nora Roberts that I've read like more than 20 times. And my family's like, why don't you just put the book away? You've seen, you know what happens. You can tell us the book without even looking at it. You can learn something new every single time you read it. You absolutely can. Like it's so old and it's been through so much, so many moving and everything. Like I have to like try to fix the spine of the book. So Oh no, that's funny. I have to, and now I'm gonna have to do it again with uh with your books, Mister Yetter. I'm gonna have to get all these books and then just be reading them over and over again. I'm gonna have to deal with my family judging me again. Oh, that sounds <laughs> wonderful. Oh, yeah, publishing editions. Um, the fourth, as I say, is uh, the third one is coming in. Uh, hopefully, if everything works out, I'm having a little bit of a glitch, but. Hopefully everything that the third one will come out the nineteenth of June. Okay. The darling. Oh, that's great. Oh. And uh, that is great. And then uh, about two months later from there, then the, the second series comes out. Oh, you're just putting books out. Oh, sir, I don't have money like this. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're all written. You know, and ready to go, ready to be edited. It's just it takes a little bit of of course financial backing to right. pull, pull them that out. That already answered another question I had. How is the process when it comes to publishing a book? But you well, literally just answered that one. <laughs> you know, it's it's not that much when you go through Amazon and, and Kindle. Uh, okay. Publishing, um, I spend. Well, first of all, I've got a really incredible editor that only charges me a, a penny a word for her services. So oh, I spend about $750 a book to get it out. Um, that's with the cover and the right. formatting and the uh, putting it into book form and the right. editing, the price of the editing. Now, I haven't used any developmental editing. Uh, my editor says I don't need to. That the stories are cohesive and balanced enough. So I haven't used any uh, deeper editing than a proofreader. And it's she's absolutely right on that. The whole story flows mm-hmm. so well. And well, the characters you. are so well developed. I was just... I'm. I was fascinated with the the dynamic of of the Sasquatch family mm-hmm. and how the whole thing with like how did you come up with the how the the father the father Sasquatch um 
trains his older son to make his own little family pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know the fact that they go rogue, um, it, it happened in quite a few species where the elders, where the the males are driven off at sexual maturity, and mm-hmm. I thought that in this it was warranted with this species that they would probably do the same thing, um, and we explained why there's so many Sasquatch that are seen just by themselves because they're searching for their mate and there's not very many mates to find. Right. Now, do you think that's what, like, I noticed that in the book and correct me if I'm wrong, but I noticed in the book, they have a migration pattern. Yeah. 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 Um, You know, they're, they're hip to the fact that, that we feed the, the animals in the wintertime. And, uh, I would think that that would be a integral part of their survival is knowing that fact mm-hmm. and following the game, following the, the big game puts them out of our way. Um, right. Big game go up to the higher altitudes and we don't, the second people, we don't, yeah. we, we stay lower. And so the Sasquatch go up higher and they've seen, been seen on, you know, 12, 13, 14,000 feet. And uh, so they have, don't have any problems going that high. Uh, look at the, uh, the Yeti. Yeah. They have no problems going up to the really higher altitudes. Their, their chest is so developed for breathing that I would think that they could probably do that. I I would have to agree with you on that. Do you um, know about the the cave? Well, I'm sure you know about the cave systems. The cave systems that run through the Appalachian Mountains. Is it wide now? The cave systems that go through the Appalachian Mountains. No. Okay, so when we were doing the uh, There Be Giants podcast. Um, we made a connection with the migration of the Bigfoot, the Sasquatch, with the cave systems through the Appalachian Mountains. And we speculated that that's how they use, that's like a travel route that they use to go mm-hmm. between places. Do you think they do that? I do. I think they go from between National Park to National Park. I think they can... You know, if you look around, you go downtown and, and go to your main city park, usually there is a way to that park from the wilds. Mm-hmm. You know, and dogs and cats disappear a lot, not because they run away sometimes. I would, yes. You know, you're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, it, it predator can come down in, into those towns and do. Yes. Um, but they're, they're, I think they're smart, and they know that if they take a child or if they take a person, that they're going to have 300 second people to deal with instead mm-hmm. of just the one dog owner. Exactly. Question. What should upcoming authors do when they feel fear or trembling anxiety when they think of publishing their first book? Oh, that's a good question. Right? Well, a lot of it is is... You know, there's two types of authors. Mm-hmm. 
There are those that are meticulous that make mind maps and and uh, outlines, mm-hmm. follow them to a T, you know, and work it out uh, that way, which is a good process, and that's the way that my the school I went to taught. But there's also another way called pantsers, which is writing by the seat of your pants. Yes. <laughs> Stephen King's is, is one, and I'm yes. one. I don't, I don't outline. I don't um, mind map. I just start with first sentence and go. Okay. And uh, the story presents itself. It's like carving a, a, a stick and following the lines, and all of a sudden you have an angel there. And you're going, well, it's the stick that showed me, not me showing the stick. I love that. And it's just the same thing. Is there a, is there someone or something that is your biggest inspiration that really gets you going with continuing to write? Well, I was a J.R. Tolkien fan for for uh, years. Okay. Uh, I read and reread and reread and read and reread The Lord of the Rings. I learned the Elvishan. I learned how to write it and this was back before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. Now, I do. now it's cool. Now it's, uh, you know, but the movies back in 20 years ago, I guess now. Yeah. All the games. It's kind of cool to be middle earth, uh, knowledgeable. It is. But for a while there, it wasn't, you were pretty much considered kind of a fringe group, just like Sasquatch. Agreed. I am also a huge Tolkien fan myself. I I actually have a tattoo in High Elvish. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so I I am right there with you. I've always been a huge fan of Tolkien and fantasy and sci-fi and horror uh, books. It's you're spe- you're speaking right to my heart when you talk about that. <laughs> it's like that's, that's exactly how that's how I write. I write by the seat of my pants, as you said. I yeah. I, I feel it's more organic that way. Um, it is. I think so, too. It is. It leads you into different forced portals that you might not have otherwise tread. Oh, we seem to be having a little bit of a technical difficulty. And uh, I think the being able to go in different directions is very important with mm. art. When you're writing, you got lots of plot threads that you're keeping a hold of and tying up as you go. Right. You know, little things. Uh, like if you're going to have a gun 20 pages down, you got to give it to him 20 pages earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, this kind of thing. So um, there's all these little plot threads that you have to keep control of. And. Uh, it, it gets to be not overwhelming, but it gets to be uh, um, a lot to yeah. uh, to balance, especially when you're going between books in a series. Mm. Oh God, how do you keep track of it? How do you keep right? Track of how do you keep your consistency? Dreams? How do you keep on track with everything? Well, I just I I I don't read anybody else's. I just read my own. <laughs> okay. So, well- that that'll works. Do that'll you know, that'll do it. Keeps me up to date on on what's what I've written, what I'm thinking, what mm-hmm. I'm working on. 
And uh, I am able to find these little uh, anomalies, you know, plot anomalies or things like that. Okay. And uh, here I've been in I've been in the hospital for almost five months because I shattered my knee in eight places. Mm. So mm-hmm. while I've been in here, I've written one book. I've edited fifteen books. I've got the next series ready to go to be published. Good. And so I stayed busy, was busy, and, and kept my eyes focused on on working. I yeah. do have one more question for yeah. for actually for both of y'all. Um, oh, Sue, for okay. you as well, because both you are also an author. You write as well. Um, this question comes directly from my little brother. Uh, he is he loves doing creative writing, and we keep telling him, "Oh, just don't give up." You know, you might be an author and everything like that. So this question comes directly from him. What advice would you give upcoming authors? Any advice? Oh my! Um, have a passion for it. Yes. Have a passion. Okay. Yeah. If if, if the passion's there, then the words will be there. Okay. I would have to agree with that one. And um, for me personally, it's uh, <laughs> take one of the You didn't expect me to pull you into the question, did you? I did not. I was not ready. I was not <laughs> ready for that. <laughs> Thank all. you. Um, you had to do that. The curveball was thrown. <laughs> right into my head, girl. Right into my head. Um, I, oh, man. Um, for me personally, it's. I take people's opinions on it with a grain of salt, honestly, and okay. keep, keep writing what you love. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like he said, like Mr. Yetter said, just, you know, go organically and just let it flow. I mean, you can edit later, you know, right. just let it come out as it comes to you and, and then go back and reread and, and edit and proofread and stuff like that, but just let it come out. It's like you're you're literally telling the story from your brain. And what do you do if you start to lose interest on a story that holds very close to your heart? Like you just like you lost interest in writing it, but you love the story. You want to continue it, but you just it's like a chore now to just continue writing. What do you do? Oh, I'm going to hand this one over to Mr. Yetter. (laughs) You get involved with the characters. You really. okay? I've got characters ranging from a little mouse up to the boy mm-hmm. and they're each endeared to me um and and as i produce these um they will become reattached to me mm-hmm. in fact i'm already working on the mouse one that's called it's from a series called the wanderings of Mousedramus. Oh my goodness! Oh, that the, the title alone sounds adorable. Wait! Oh my goodness! Please tell me more about Mastrodamus. <laughs> yeah, it's know. about a little little guy named Michael Mastrodamus who is wants to be a doctor, but he got kicked out of out of school for being a, a, a herbalist, and his his girlfriend is there, and they can't get married because he's not a doctor. So his grandmother gives him a, a, an impossible mission to find this old book on this old grimoire on uh, apothecarical arts. And he goes off to find it. And within this book is hidden the, the, uh, 
the clues to the, the perfect herb, the herb that'll hear everything. And uh, along the way, he builds a team of adventurers that become a family and become a team and eventually solve these problems. Oh my God. I, oh, I'm... Locks the thief. He's a weasel. Oh, yes. And John, the autistic rat. Oh my gosh. No. He's, he's Let me huge. start looking into a bigger bookshelf. <laughs> yeah. And then there's uh, Miss Rose, the badger, who's like the big sister to everybody. Oh, and Marty, he's the the rich city guy that has all the contacts and, and everything. He's a marmot. Oh my God. I am already in love with this story. I am already yeah. in love with it. That is incredible. I need to read this immediately. Immediately. <laughs> that sounds so cute. Immediately. <laughs> oh, and an, an autistic rat. I, oh, I love that so much. Yeah, so he only I, says three things. He says, okay, no problem. J-O-H-N, that spells John. Oh, no. Oh, my heart. Wait. Oh, my goodness. We must protect the baby at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> at all costs. Oh, I am in love with this story already. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to read that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you're Help just... my heart. <laughs> you were, like, speaking to my inner child right now from, like, the 80s and the 90s. Like, this just, it makes me think of, um, oh, what is that? Uh, the Secret of Nim. Oh, yes. The Secret of Nim. Great movie. Woo! Yes, it was such a good movie. And that's. That's what I'm connecting it with, the secret of Nim. That oh, Alex yeah. scared me. I've heard that before. That's neat. I yeah. love that. I can't wait to read that. You're going to have to let me know when that comes out because I want to read that so bad. <laughs> That's the, the one I, I just finished working on Pirates of Nim and Sea, then I'm working on Michael right now. Oh. So I love um, the name Maustradamus. Isn't that good? It is so good. And the way that you described them and their person, I just know it's going to be good. And their personalities are already so strong. I can't wait to read it. I cannot wait. Oh, my goodness. You're blowing my mind right now. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> but that's that what incredible. you do with writing is just these little bits of inspiration and 1% of inspiration, 99% perspiration. Oh, <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm going to save this one. That's okay. Oh, you done? No. I'm on a podcast right now. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm <laughs> going to go ahead and save that. We're sorry. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Yeah. We won't keep you long. We absolutely no, love having you that's here. That's fine. I, I do. They're on their, they're on their, um, their rounds right now. Okay. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer so that you can enjoy your dinner hot. <laughs> but I would absolutely love to have you back so that you can tell us about the pirates. Oh, I'd love to come back anytime. You bet. Oh, I would love that. Oh, I would love, love that, that so much. And like like I said, I'm not sure if I, I mentioned it before, but the newest book um, came out the 23rd yesterday, correct? And that was called The Manling. The Manling. The man. See, and now I'm going to have to download it. That's basically his search for his family. Oh, 
Great. So it picks up from the, the cliffhanger that you left me mm-hmm. with in the evening. Right. Picks up that next morning. Yes. Oh, oh I'm not going I'm not I can already tell you I'm not gonna hear from Susan until she finishes the book. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, it's I wrote it in the it'd be a better story. Now the boy, the one little novella yes. is um the boy is about eight years old and it's just a little side story. Oh, and I wanted to show some I abs- I read the blue boy, I finished it today and I absolutely adore it. I love it. It was so good. It's so good. Y'all, you don't understand how good this series is. It is, I've only read, I've read The Apeling and I started The Boy. And speaking of The Boy, um, Mr. Yetter so kindly offered a giveaway for this novella, The Boy. Um, And I'm going to create, if you're not a part of our Discord, this is the time to join our Discord. We mm-hmm. will put all the details for the pod, um, for the giveaway into the podcast. So make sure that you have joined it. Yes, all of the details will be on the po- not here just on here on the podcast. But I'm going to create a channel specifically for the giveaway on Discord. Um, just drop your emails in the Discord, and Mr. Yetter will go through the through, and we will start the giveaway for this wonderful book. And hopefully that inspires you to continue with the series itself, starting with the apeling. And, and I, I'm telling you, you're going to fall in love. You're I'm sorry. Because <laughs> it is amazing. All of it is so good. All of it is so good. Um, and I hope that uh, the questions that I asked Mr. Yetter and Sooth um, oh, help any upcoming, any, yes. helps any upcoming authors. Oh, um, they were great. I commend them for asking the question in the first place. You bet. I wish I had known I was an author at 12 years old. <laughs> my brother, uh, my brother I will be turning 59. 16. My brother will be turning 16 this year and yeah. he is, loves creative writing. And um, me, along with his friends, keep uh, trying to convince him to try to write a book and maybe publish it one day. And um, I'm sorry, he'll be 17. He just corrected me. I'm sorry, Raven. I apologize. Um, he's growing up so fast. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and ask these questions. He actually wrote these questions himself. He was like, you got to ask him. I was like, okay. So oh, I hope great. this inspires him. Well, I'm glad he. I'm glad he asked the questions. And if we didn't cover them all, just send me an email, and I'll answer the rest of them. I'll be sure to give it to him, and he'll do it. Okay. Yes, that is. And also, even continue to write, honey, please. Oh yes, yes. I oh, I'm passionate. I do it twelve to sixteen hours a day. That is incredible. That is amazing. It really is. I man, this has been one of my favorite podcasts to ever host. In the history well, of thanks. Yes, I, I, I hope to come back. That'd be that'd be awesome. I would love to come back. And oh, I would love. I would absolutely love to have you back, Mister Yetter. I have had. I have enjoyed speaking with you so much, and your stories. Please, please continue to write. And I am. I can't wait for <laughs> Master Damas. I can't. Yes, wait. that's gonna be an immediate purchase. <laughs> immediate. Yes. <laughs> immediate. I am already in love with the Sasquatch family that you've brought to life. And I can't wait to see where they're going. I can't wait to read about the pirates and now Master. Do- I can't. I can't. I'm just. 
Oh, so I just wanted to thank you so much for for coming on tonight. And I will. We wish you a speedy recovery. Yes, we do. We do wish you a speedy recovery. And I I am very thankful to have you tonight. And I will definitely be getting in contact with you again, sir, so that we can have you again. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes, I would love that. So um, tonight we're going to be cutting our podcast just a little short so that Mr. Yetter can enjoy a hot dinner that he deserves. (laughs) (laughs) And we are so grateful to have you here. And of course, we're also grateful to have our lovely commenters and our listeners that make this possible. Um, Please follow the solo link that will literally Mm -hmm. take you everywhere, including our discord, where you can also interact with Mr. Yetter, who is also on our discord. Including uh, our merch as well. Yes. And we have our merch that is also in the solo link. And um, I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm flabbergasted. So, I'm just gonna don't you feel better because you were so nervous before the podcast. I was so nervous. I was like, I don't know. I'm gonna stutter. I know I'm just gonna. I'm gonna have a brain fart. I'm not gonna know what to say. But he and I kept telling you, it's okay. It's gonna work out. It's gonna be great. And turns out, this was the best podcast we have ever done. It's true. (laughs) This is the best. Yeah, I'm so comfortable talking to you, Mister Yetter. It's just been such a great conversation. Yeah, this is comfortable being on. Yes. It's so much better doing it yes, over the internet. Know, talking to like-minded people. Yes. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. And, uh, I so know you have a, a, a chance for believing in Sasquatch. And so that mm. that's opened me up a little bit more because I also am a believer. Even yes. though I'm, never, I'm not an experiencer. Um, I am I not either. I will be, but... Um, who knows? <laughs> exactly. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. Never know. Just got to experience the world as it comes. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Exactly right. That's how you do it. That's and that's also how you write really good stories too. By the way, so. <laughs> but well, so much Washington is is kind of the forefront because they put Sasquatch in their book of native animals. Re- I didn't know that. That you might be able to see. Yes, they they've come clean about Sasquatch. Uh, see, no one I, else has. I wish the rest them. of them would. And, uh, but Washington comes clean. They put it in their book of animals you might run across. That and, is awesome. Uh, so I think uh, we get the attitudes changed. Well, you hopefully know, this will do it. Yeah, the skeptics are just kind of going on ego now. They don't really have a leg to stand on it. I would have to agree with you on that as well. I think yeah, people so need to expand we're their with mind. Eagles, not skeptics. <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be so bold. <laughs> I won't. You can be bold, sir. Be bold. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say thank you so much, guys. And we will definitely be having Mr. Yetter back. Thank you so much for definitely. being here. And being so patient with our technical difficulties that we've had. And 
Um, please save the links so that I can have you back on here immediately because I, I, I want to know about all the rest of your series and I'm going to be spending a lot of time on Amazon tonight. Well, I'm you. already looking at bookshelves right now. It, it makes no sense. I'm going to have to open up a savings account and everything so I can get this bookshelf. This is the perfect oh, bookshelf size. Well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate the uplift. Thank no you problem. so much. Thank so, you. As we always say, don't forget the salt. Check under your bed, get your favorite woobie, and turn on the nightlight because you don't want those woolly boogers to come and get you. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great night. All right. Feel the music. (laughs) Thank you.